Joe Rogan gives his podcast over to Spotify for $100 million and Call Her Daddy implodes right before our very eyes. And we have yet another podcast here to talk about all of that and more on the Anthony on Air podcast. Jay Sabs and Frankie C are here. Welcome aboard, guys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the state of podcasting, because in the last week, we have really seen a lot of crazy podcast moves, and it's been just crazy to see what's been going on with the medium. It's very interesting, and if anybody's listening to a podcast, which this is, uh, you're probably interested in it, too. So Joe Rogan sold his podcast to Spotify for $100 million. Now... It's an interesting thing because he doesn't exactly sell the podcast over. He basically is just selling the rights to distribution for the podcast. And what that means is his podcast is going to move over to Spotify where it never has been before. And then it'll be exclusively available through Spotify. So Spotify doesn't even own. I like how Janina's feverishly trying to keep the baby quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Of course. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Shut up. Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did she want to start with call her daddy? Is that why she's I think so. Upset? She just nudged me and said, <laughs> call her daddy. So basically, he Spotify just bought the rights to hold the Joe Rogan podcast for a hundred million dollars, but they also bought the video rights too, which is pretty huge and a pretty big slam against YouTube because he's one of the biggest, he's one of the biggest podcasters, one of the biggest stars on YouTube is uh, Joe Rogan. But what's really insane is a he gets to keep, continue to sell the show himself. So Spotify doesn't get to, well, they'll, they'll get to put ads against it, I'm sure, but he gets to keep the revenue that he has for all his sponsors, which means that he's making, and we estimate that Joe Rogan makes around $30 million a year on his podcast ads alone. Yeah. Good he, Lord. He had 190 million downloads, I believe, last month. So he is... I think we came just shy of that. <laughs> he right, is we're up there well and what's crazy is is you know pe people people are still stuck on the old ways and they're making a big deal out of jimmy fallon and stephen colbert and it's like when you look at the amount of people that these entities touch joe rogan reaches far more people than almost anything else that we have which is why he's garnering the money that we have which is kind of crazy to think about because people really don't, you know, people don't really view Joe Rogan as this huge deal, but he's bigger than most people think. And I think this $100 million Spotify deal is the first time that people are going to start uh, to really notice what's going on in the podcasting world. So he, on top of the $100 million he gets to cash with Spotify, is going to bring in $30 million in sales alone just for you know selling ads on his own show which is pretty insane <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frank is so Frank's internet cannot handle the amount of information I just said out there. My internet is having a seizure right now. <laughs> it's mind blowing. <laughs> what know, are you going to say, Frank? With this thing, every time I start talking. Go ahead. Anyway, that is just a crazy number, and I like Joe Rogan's podcast. It's a it's a really good one. Um, I think the key. I mean, anybody could interview anybody. Right. He, he's good at it. But the guests that he gets, for some reason, he gets anybody. Why? You know, he could get anybody on his show. And that's what brings in um, all these numbers. Because it's like Elon Musk. He'll get uh, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He'll get literally anybody from any walk of life. And he, get, he asks some straightforward shit. He's not holding back anything. So that's yeah. what people want to say. That's true. And I think he's great. And you're right. The guests do make the episodes pop. That's certainly helped his growth over the years. But you have to look at what he's done, too. He's been doing this for 10 years straight. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he does one, what, every day? He's he's doing them now three or four times a week. Now, I think he might have gone yeah. to daily in, in this during this time, but he's doing them quite often and quite frequently now because they're basically paying the bills for him. He doesn't do fear factor anymore. He doesn't, you know, he does MMA. He have to. Yeah. He doesn't really have to. This is what, and he's, he's on record saying like, this is what I love to do. So this is what I'm going to continue to do. The fact of the matter is, is what you said is true though, Frank, because even on this podcast, the first iteration of this podcast, some of our biggest numbers were driven by the celebrities that we had on the show so if i did a celebrity interview i would see the yeah, numbers Janine, we're not big enough <laughs> <laughs> we no, gotta get a little more famous and but you know what this we i we have made a conscious effort not to do a interview podcast like that could easily be done we've like i said the first iteration of the of the show was exactly that but that's not what i want to do i don't want to interview stars and you know i'm sure we'll have guests you know, I'll, I'll put a guest on eventually. Um, but, right, but not so much interview as much as just make them part of the show. Right, right. Like when we had the guy um, uh, from... From the shock, 8 o'clock shock group. Shock, yeah. Yeah. That, he was just part of... We weren't really interviewing. He was just another host. But celebrity you know, names will no, no doubt about it, like raise the average a little bit. But it's also putting it out there for you know, a, a consistent amount of time for over 10 years is what's raised his profile yeah. um, to the status. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of great. Um, but it's, a, it, it represents a real seismic shift because Spotify is willing to shell out a hundred million dollars just to have the rights to have the podcast. They got nothing else. And they've been out there buying other podcasts. They bought Gimlet. He's they not, bought yeah. the ringer. They've bought other things. Um, they didn't really buy this. They just kind of bought just to have him on their platform and be nowhere else. So essentially... Did they have any con conditions? I mean, because Joe Rogan made out like a bandit with this. If he doesn't have to 
you know, do anything for he doesn't have to do Spotify. A, he doesn't have to do a single thing. And there's two important things with this. The other reason why Joe is so valuable is because he is essentially making what CNN is making. CNN employs thousands of people and their costs are through the roof. Joe Rogan employs five people. I mean, he's basically doing what CNN is doing with one microphone and an internet connection. It's kind of crazy. Um, the other part well, of it is a news, a news company has infield reporting and stuff like that. Right. He's not doing any of that. None of that. He's done. He's got no con. Like they're both bringing in around the same, like they're both getting the same amount of digital reach. He is just right. using far less cost. He's pocketing a lot more profit off of oh, what yeah. he's doing than what they're doing. Right. It's two different things, but still just to kind of put it together to show people. The other interesting thing is Spotify's stock jumped so high in the announcement of this that they've almost practically paid for the hundred million dollars already because the value Jeez. of the stock has gone up so much by this move because they got one of Good the thing. I'm in the, you know, involved in the stock market. <laughs> They got one of the big names to come on their platform and he's not going to be anywhere else. So if you want Joe Rogan, you're going to have to have the Spotify app to get him. And now they're just going to have a bunch more people on their platform, which is kind of crazy, which makes you look at uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wonder what the hell they're doing because Spotify is basically doing what YouTube did 15 years ago. You know, YouTube started, people were uploading stuff. Nobody knew what it was. Then they wanted to start yeah, the showing. The difference is YouTube is free. Yeah, but they wanted to, YouTube started when they started in, introducing their ad product. They couldn't get major brands to advertise. So what they did was is they went out and they got established people to start putting content on YouTube. And now that's basically how now it's an even split. You will see Tonight Show material and CNN and Fox News on your YouTube algorithm as much as you'll see a yeah. podcast or a blogger, a vlogger or whatever, because they're they're trying to get that split right for ad revenues. Um, and this it's is weird, essentially with what, YouTube. I don't know what their algorithms are, but stuff that I actually um, subscribe to, I rarely see that stuff in my feed. Like I, when I open up YouTube, you know, I have there's people that I subscribe to that put up stuff every week and I never see it. It's a conspiracy, Frank. It is a conspiracy. That's possible. That's possible. <laughs> it's Fox News and President Trump messing with your algorithm, I think is what it is. Gotta be. Yeah. Is it direct you to be? Fox News, Frank? I see some of that, sure. Okay. I think a lot of I think a lot of times whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, I think they give you a fair amount of stuff on the other side because it actually gets you angry and keeps you clicking on stuff like more. No, no, no. I think so. I think so. That's <laughs> why maybe it, maybe it's tr like there's there's probably a news thing where you have to have some kind of fair balance of stuff like some like with political uh, advertising on YouTube. Got to be a fair balance. Yeah, on YouTube. I, I don't know. YouTube's objective is keep you on YouTube. So they're just going to keep yeah, giving you stuff true. that will keep you there longer, which is, again, the other great thing about Joe Rogan, because he puts up two hour long shows, three hour long shows, and people watch most of it. That's another point. This podcast certainly is not in the same realm as Joe Rogan's podcast, but what? we do see the same 
sort of results that the people that come to watch or listen want to watch and listen. So they'll be here for the duration of the episode. Whereas, Thanks for staying. Yeah, thank you for staying. Whereas <laughs> you might like click in and watch five minutes of the tonight show hear the jokes in the beginning and then you're like all right that's i'm gonna you know i'm gonna that's I'm true and also with joe rogan stuff like he has a two or three hour thing but he has i guess people there who are chopping it up into segments and you can just watch the 10 minute thing when you talk to this person about whatever it's been and you don't have to watch the whole thing yeah it's been something that's been done in the last two to three years which is the clips which has been a popular part of promoting yeah. podcasts um which is also something that we do, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a minute clip out of the show to help push, you know, and that, that pushes viewership and, and listening for the, the bigger episode. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a thing there. Oh, look at the two of you holding your bundles of joy. Can you actually see this thing? Uh, a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yes. This thing. <laughs> if you're listening, Jean is talking about her child. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that she mentioned yeah child. so that's that's a that's the crazy part about joe rogan it's an insane amount of money for really they're not getting much other than to have exclusivity of his podcast and yet the freaking thing crazy. almost paid for itself in the first day because i have stocks... a question though about him about joe rogan he was he ever on radio he was on tv a lot yes yeah, tv so... yes Joe's not radio, right? Joe's quick story is uh, he was a stand-up comedian. Actually, he was a fighter first. He right. was getting the, the, the piss knocked Wrestling. out of him and was like, this isn't a way to make a living <laughs> and decided to do stand-up comedy. So he did stand-up and he started going around doing stand-up comedy. And he actually, he, he cites Opie and Anthony. He cites... Yeah. Um, Tom Green, there's a couple of people like from early on where he was like, I see what you guys are doing and I'm going to do the same sort of thing. So there was a, there were a couple of outlets and things that, you know, uh, he was looking at, it was like, I think I could do my own like little podcast and, and make it good. And that's just basically how it Love started it. in his basement and he just grew it from there. I think he moved it out. Another of his, thing that kind of. Yeah, kind of pushed him up a little bit was when he was doing stand-up comedy he was one of the few that were pointing out plagiarism oh really like other comics stealing jokes he had a big thing with carlos mencia from a few years ago right. where he called carlos mencia out for stealing material which was a huge controversy in the stand-up comedy world because Ooh. at the time carlos mencia was doing Mind of Mencia on Comedy Central, and he was the biggest comedian ever. Mm -hmm. And at the comedy he store, called him out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, big time at the comedy store, where which is kind of like the Comedy Cellar, but for for L.A., where all the comics right. go. You know, you can go there. You could pay ten bucks, and you could see comedians that usually charge a hundred dollars a ticket because they're just there working out material, doing short sets. He went there and he called him out and the comedy store actually told Joe Rogan the, to cut it because they needed Carlos Mencia. He was drawing big for them at the time. People wanted to come because they wanted to see if Carlos Mencia would be there that night. So they were making a ton of money and they actually excommunicated Joe Ooh. from the store. Oh, really? which is weird because he went he was at the store when Mencia was on stage and he actually got up on stage and called him out 
in front of the audience live. He did. As Mencia was doing his act. And they gave him a microphone. Yes. Yeah, and they he did. He was out there talking to the audience, telling people why Carlos Mencia is, uh, you know, how he did it, like how he's who he stole from. And, and he was like just calling him out on everything. Well, what's amazing about that, too, is we don't uh, Joe Rogan maybe doesn't even exist today if there wasn't somebody filming him and following him at the time. Mm which was a friend of his, I believe. I don't know, I forget the guy's name, but a friend of his was actually filming the whole episode that Frank's talking about. And they put that on YouTube. And if you go look at that now, that's got bazillion views. Like that was one of the things that really popped and put him over in a big way. And by the way, but- Well, what but, came first, that or his TV career? Because he was on, I, I feel like that was later and he was on like news radio. Yeah, he was already on, well, he, stuff. the big break for him was news radio, which he got relatively quickly. I I think they passed on Ray Romano. I think they had Ray Romano and fired him and then hired somebody else and fired him and then gave that role to Joe Rogan. (laughs) But um, I think his most infamous for. What's it called? Making the girls flash. What's it called? Making the girls flash. Do that. He's talking about um, no, that girls was gone o- wild. That was Opie and Anthony. Oh, girls gone wild is Joe Rogan. No, that's no, not Joe. No, Rogan. no, that's not him. No, 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 that's not. I Joe don't Rogan. think that's him. No, that's some other guy that Google didn't he like go it. to jail or he got Do sued the or something. Do the Google. I don't want to Google girls <laughs> his, gone his wild. Name, <laughs> yeah, I know that's gonna really. His name might be Joe, the guy who did Girls Gone Wild. Whatever happened to Girls Gone Wild? And I don't know. Wild. I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with this other podcast? Someone flipped out. Joe Francis was the guy. Who, uh, I always get wild. them confused. Yeah, that was a different guy. Joe by, the, a, by the yes. way, back to the algorithm thing. I am so protective of my iPad with my kids because all they want to watch is Blippy and yes garbage and when i let them do it once i let them watch stuff on my thing it start i started getting suggestions for blippy and all that and i'm like no get out of my i'm so i feel like i've honed my algorithm on youtube that has everything yep. that i want on it exactly so you gotta like sign out or something and and have their own like the kids account so yes. they they can only mess with their own algorithm yeah so on my phone and my ipad is mine and i have youtube on my tv but that's a signed out account because i can't have it messing with my uh with my algorithm it's messed up you get lost in that crap but you don't want to watch blippy no i am more protective of my algorithm than i am my bank passwords it's it's ridiculous it's easier let me tell you something it's easier to fix a stolen debit card or, or I agree. Then to fix that out. Rework your algorithm. I agree. <laughs> it really That's is. True. You know how many videos you gotta watch to rework your algorithm? It's mm-hmm. yeah. And then you ever get that like one video that pops up and you're like, oh god, I do kind of want to see what this is, but if I click on this, I'm gonna have a year's worth of this friggin'. <laughs> that is it's true. Like, uh, fine, I'll watch this Taylor Swift thing. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're suggesting it, so I gotta watch. I it. mean, I guess I should. Yeah. <laughs> So the second part of this is call her daddy. So this is part of Barstool Sports, which is a a really interesting company unto itself. Really great company. 
I need uh, to work there. They catch a lot of criticism for some of the things that they do, but I really feel like it's it's companies like these that are going to be the future. They found this podcast that was being done by this girl who I believe she was dating Noah Syndergaard at the time. I'm not 100% sure of the timeline here, but she did wind up dating Noah Syndergaard. So she was popping up in the New York Post and page six and all that kind of stuff. So she was getting a fair amount of publicity of like, this is the gal who nailed, who's, you know, who's tied down uh, Thor, because they call him Noah Syndergaard Thor. Tied down right. and nailing. And nailing, exactly. Tied given, down and nailed. Yep. Given Thor <laughs> the old hammer. Were. <laughs> so they started doing a podcast and I think they were I don't know how many episodes in when uh Barstool Sports found them. Uh the guy Dave who does the pizza reviews. And so they gave them a deal and they put them on Barstool Sports which was pretty interesting because that was viewed as a sexist company at the time that didn't really do much for women and then here comes this podcast hosted by two women which, for lack of a better term and to save some time, was kind of like a, a current day Sex in the City mm. podcast version, right? Is that offensive, Janine? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like they would talk about dating yeah, and their sex yeah, life. and But that's what kind of what Sex in the City was. They, rep they represent right. almost essentially the same thing, you know? Like, what are they going to talk about? Star Wars stuff? No. Right. They, Why they, not? They, Why they... can't women talk about Star Wars? Because <laughs> it's oh, nerdy. <laughs> no, it's. I agree. Um, yeah, it's like a modern day Sex in the City. They they were talking about the things that were important to them in their world, and they attracted a. Well, was it geared around sports or no? no? No, that's what was that's what was very interesting, and that's what a lot of people had a hard time understanding because they take barstool sports and they just put it in this little box of that's a bunch of sexist guys you know, who hate women and blah, blah, blah. And here they are. They have the biggest female podcast on the planet. Yep. Um, and we didn't know any of this really until it all came out afterwards. But they did they did pull back the curtain on the economics of it, which is interesting that Joe Rogan is happening at the same time. And we're seeing what he's doing and the value of what he's becoming because you can see that this really is the golden era and maybe the beginning of the golden era of podcasting. So he finds this little known podcast. They had no, no downloads, no real audience. I mean, maybe there was something there a, a little bit, whatever it was, wasn't what it became. And they decided to put it on the platform of Barstool Sports. Now, one thing that Barstool is really good at is marketing. They're very good at putting things through their little machine and it, blowing up and having a huge audience on the other side, right? So they put this little thing through their machine and sure enough, it explodes through the roof. So we only found out these facts and figures after the fact, but this is what happened. The podcast blew up. The two hosts who were friends thought we could be doing way better than what we're doing. So they went back to Barstool to renegotiate. The same time, one of the girls was dating a guy who works at HBO. This is how the story goes. This is according to things that are in the post and things that I've read in her. Dating a guy at HBO. The guy at HBO, the boyfriend goes, I can get you guys a better deal. Goes and shops the podcast around. Gets a deal from another podcast network called Wondery, right? And so they go back and they decide we're going to not, you know, we want more money. They start asking for more money. They start asking for more things from Barstool. Barstool is trying to negotiate with them, but they're like, is this in good faith that you guys 
going to come back because in the midst of all this, they basically just stopped doing their podcast. They stopped doing the uploads and everything. Didn't sign any contract or anything. They signed a contract. I'm going to I'm going to fill you in on the numbers in a second. You're going to you're going to lose your mind probably. Um, so they're at this stalemate. And basically, one of them decides that they want to go back to Barstool because the offer that they had gotten was so great and lucrative that it was better than what they were probably getting over at Wondry. And the other one got mad that the other one wanted to go back, so this all fell apart. So it basically got to the point where they had to explain why the podcast wasn't there anymore. And here's what happened. When they hired them at first they gave them a deal that each one would be making $75,000 a year, right? And they put in performance bonuses per download. So if they reached a certain milestone, if they hit number one or whatever it was, they would get performance bonuses. Within the first year, they hit so many bonuses, they made $500,000 a piece up from their $75,000 base salary. I see why they're complaining. <laughs> so there's one of two things here one this is kind of what happens in business and in sports and everything else right you go into sports and you sign an entry-level deal and you're making no money and you're scoring more goals and you have more assists than the guy that's making four million dollars that's been in there for years right and you're sitting there making league minimum eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars this happens all the time in sports this happens with uh, actors on a TV show. You go and you do a pilot. Will it be good or not? You know, what What James Gandolfini was making for the pilot of The Sopranos is not what he was making in year six, you know? He had to negotiate it and get to True. that point. So it's like one of those things. So they were sitting there making 75000 Even with the $500,000 in bonuses going, we're worth a lot more than what we're getting. And thus they started there. Uh, renegotiations and now it's gotten to the point where I don't know where it is now it's kind of fallen apart where Barstool started offering them so much to come back and then there was this other deal and then they started fighting with one another and then one of them was like I'll come back we don't even need the other one you know we'll sub them out Barstool. like Menudo style well let me, ring, guys. let me tell you the genius of Barstool I mean I gotta tell I gotta really give it to them this move was friggin brilliant so this is the quagmire that they're in. They had this other deal elsewhere. Who knows if it's, by the way, they signed a three-year contract. And this is all, this all fell apart at the end of year one. So Barstool still, still owns them for two more years. So they couldn't do $570,000, a, $75,000 a year for three years and then do something different while Janine passes out or whatever the hell just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Hey, welcome back. Janine, you want me yep. to get... Let's, I'll, all right, I'll give Janine some time, although I am enjoying her reactions. I can still see you, You know Janine. what we should do? We should have... Just replace Janine with, with her baby. Just put hold like the baby up. Have her do the rest of the show. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to see the Call Her Daddy girls do a show trying to put a baby to sleep. Look at Janine being mother of the year here. Podcasting <laughs> and baby taking care of. Look at that baby. You make it look easy. Oh my God. She looks like your husband. There you go. So it's the three of us now. <laughs> All right. We'll give you a minute there, Janine. Yeah. Go ahead. Take your time. Go ahead. 
So she, um, so this was year one of three where it all fell apart and they couldn't. So now my point is, is here's the genius of Barstool. The girls may have overplayed their hand a little bit, right? Because they thought they were certainly worth more than what they were getting, but perhaps not enough for what they were fighting for. Barstool, when they first discovered them, bought the IP of the show, meaning they call the podcast Caller Daddy and they had to give that to Barstool, which makes total sense because if a company is going to put you into their marketing machine, you know, they should reap all the benefits of putting your logo on T-shirts and all that stuff, right? Totally makes sense. It's an acquisition at the end of the day. Barstool was willing to give that back to them and let them walk out the door with it, which is crazy, crazy to think about when they've shown just enough, to cancel everything just and we're going to cancel everything. Here's your stuff back. Let's go separate ways. They were so desperate to just get them back on the air and podcasting we'll that, that they were willing. Yeah. Because they had just stopped doing the podcast. So they were negotiating. They were like, if you come back and just start doing episodes again, we will, we'll give you the IP and you can walk away at the end of the year. They just like wanted them to finish out the year. I mean, it was so much to the fact because basically, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, they're trying to make money as a company. This is a huge revenue stream for them, but if they're not sure. doing it, they're not making the money off of it. So that's, that's how insane. there's gotta be some kind of breach on their end. Like you're not giving us the content. Exactly. Cause they did sign a contract to do X amount of episodes. Oh, you know, but, but they bar still basically own them. But Barstool was willing to to negotiate, to renegotiate the deal to make it all, you know, to make it all work. So the genius of Barstool is here we are right now at this point. And what do they do to exaggerate the fact that these girls overplayed their hands? They turn around and they reach out and they say, hey, if anybody thinks that they can do a uh, podcast just as good as these girls, send us your podcast and we'll take a look at it, which I wholeheartedly do. I think they're going to listen to what people send in maybe a couple, but I think the added bonus of doing that is what it shows to the other two girls, the original hosts, which is, yeah, you overplayed your hand and you can be replaced. And, you know, cause we're yet to see if, if it's, you know, it's probably equal parts everything. It's probably equal parts these girls' talent, the barstool machine. You know, it's a little bit of everything. But if you tweak things here or there and you sub somebody in and out, does it... They replaced Darren on Bewitched, which was like the biggest show at the time. Nobody even really noticed, right? That machine kept going. Yeah, wow. that was fine. I it, it depends on... I've never watched the show. It depends on the, the chemistry and their knowledge of whatever they were talking about, but um, you can't just replace them with anybody, but well, that's the thing, right? Impossible. Two girls talking about their sex lives. You think that's pretty easy, but at the end of the day, sometimes the, what people bring to the table really is important and it can't, it, it can't be replaced. You don't really know, but the genius move of them to be like, Hey, send in your submissions. If you think you can do better puts pressure on them to get back in the studio and get back to work. Yeah, that's also a good promotional tool for them to get more, to more, more clicks. I mean, so Joe Rogan has been the number one podcast for a really long time. He'll maybe we're trade, second. 
he'll maybe trade places with right there right there Janine he'll maybe trade places with somebody on occasion but for the most part he's pretty high up there uh the guy who runs barstool sports took the call her daddy feed and uploaded an episode where he explained what happened and that beat joe rogan out for the number one spot i'll have to go listen to that one which again to tie these two things in again if you look at every article that's come out about joe rogan signing his big hundred million dollar spotify deal they show the podcast ranks and in that shows Joe Rogan at number two and call her daddy in at number one, which was pretty amazing because they hadn't released an episode in like a month or two months or whatever it was. And this was the only thing that they had released and it had skyrocketed to the top because their audience was so hungry to find out what had happened to them. They just went, they just went black. They went dry. So could this all be a a big promotional ploy? (laughs) In conjunction, like in cooperation with Barstool and Call Her Daddy. So I think do this big thing. And then at the end of the month, we'll release this episode and it's going to be the huge thing. Part of it was. So I think because what happened in the span of this time with everybody arguing when the two girls kind of had were were hitting heads and the one girl went back to Barstool and was like, I'm willing to come back. Um, During that time, they started a thing that was like. Uh, you know, I think I forget what they call it. Free the daddies or free the fathers or something. <laughs> and they were trying to sell shirts that was concocted by Barstool. Oh. But everything else that had led up to that because they were trying to recoup the money. So to answer your question, no, because they would be making a ton more money if they were just putting out episodes on a Damn, on a weekly yeah, basis. The publicity that this is getting now. Oh, it's huge for them. Yeah, it's it's huge for them because it, it's all because and there's this other weird thing where people who don't care about barstool sports all call her daddy will get hooked into this because it's become such a New York media controversial story. People just want to hear. People just want to look at the car accident as they drive by. <laughs> sure, it's true. Is basically what's plus, happening. so many people do podcasts. They're interested in the ins and outs and the negotiation stuff and. It might help them in the long run. Right. So, I mean, just with these two events, it's funny that they're happening at the same time. They're sort of intertwined with one another. It's pretty interesting how it's all gone down in the last week, but it's really pulled the curtain back on where podcasts are and how valuable and important they are to our world right now. They are. I mean... We're important. We're we're essential to the <laughs> yeah essential workers right here we're essential workers. How could you go through your life without us, Janine? <laughs> Janine is the only one doing that essential work. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I can't believe that Joe Rogan makes that much money. He didn't and always. I, it's, I, like, it's obscene. Like, isn't he like not really well liked though? Like meaning like people think he's an asshole. I you know I hear mixed I'm things. Sure there are some, but yeah, I hear mixed things about him. Which reminds me, we have to talk about why Ellen is a is an ass. We never. Oh, oh yeah, you've been holding off on this one. What like, happened? We can't do it now. Yeah. We're running out of time. We, we can't do it now. Oh come on. We're running out of time, but I got I got great oh. stuff. I got great stuff. You giant tease you. Did she just puke up? I have to show you this. <laughs> oh God. Here it comes. Uh, nice. <laughs> there 
as the cover of this podcast. Better than the other white stuff on the floor. You know what I'm saying? See, I should submit something to that bar stools. Just kidding, guys. I would never leave you. Never, never, never. For uh, 500,000, never. For 75,000, never. You say that now. I feel like you'd leave that baby for (laughs) (laughs) $75,000. Yeah, so we will talk about Ellen and why I think she stinks. But Rogan's interesting where he doesn't, again... This is not a comparison, but I pride myself on not really being in one camp or another. And he's kind of that same person where he's on one side with some things and other sides and other things. And every other side gets angry with him. And people really hate that. Why do I look like I'm stuck? Like Like you should be on a Christmas tree? (laughs) Frank looked like a Matrix waterfall for a second right there. I was tripping out there for a minute. Did you take the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> the black and white pill. What is it about this time where I can't get enough Oreos? I can't stop eating Oreos. Really? Oreos are the best. Oh, my God. They're so good. You can't have it without a glass of milk, though. Dude, I was buying I was buying two packages because they wouldn't let you buy more than two of anything every time I went to the store. So I'd have a package a week. And then you get anything other than double stuff. You don't know what you're doing. And then I started. That's what she said. I just. <laughs> <laughs> then I discovered the family size bag, and I yeah, was so I happy. Double stuff family size. I don't do double stuff Oreos. I think you're. What's wrong? Yeah, with you? it's too much white stuff. No, there's Things even triple stuff. But I'm not there yet. There's triple stuffed Oreos, <laughs> but I, I don't know if I can handle that. But double stuff family size is the way to go. No, Oreos and I'm digging the whole. The whole peel back thing. Oh. Yeah, they had that for like the last 15 years. (laughs) I know, I'm digging it though. You're stuck in 1996. That was the last time you probably bought a package of Oreos. God, why is last time you had to use devolve into (laughs) making fun of me for one thing because I admire the whole package? There's a guy out there who or or a woman, man or a woman, who came up with this. That gets get like the biggest promotion and the biggest raise. <laughs> um, yeah, but that but it's been like that for like twenty years. You haven't noticed? I've noticed. I'm just pointing it out because it's right. It's in my hands. I just like it. Okay. Alone. I'm allowed to like things. <laughs> God. Oh, Frank. Why can't I like something? You're Thank upsetting you. the baby, Frank. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Um, we'll pick it up next time around. Poor Janine. I'm being choked over here. <laughs> I think it's because someone's getting a second tooth. So, any takers? This is what I'm leaving. Good luck with all that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a quote, Seinfeld. Look oh. at that face, though. Oh, see, she just see? wants the spotlight. She That's just what to it be is. The spotlight. That's all. Exactly. Oh. I guess she'll be the slutty uh, one. I guess she'll be the slutty one. You won't be the slutty one. You won't be the slutty one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm digging the Munchkin Land curl, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, it's cute. You like that? You like that? I did it this morning with the, the one inch curl. Guild. Did you really right. curl it? No. Oh, that I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> you that can't feels put like a hot curler in a baby's hair. Wait, are we still on or no? Yeah, we're still on. Oh, yeah, okay. we are. That feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Mother That's my year. still on, still on smile. <laughs> Who knew a baby oh. would be an awesome prop for a podcast? This has been a blast. really no. Yeah. This is the first and last time, you little. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you. Another episode coming up soon and uh, make sure you guys rate and review on apple and uh we're available on spotify unlike joe rogan right now um, and every time you don't rate review and subscribe the baby cries that's true <laughs> makes the baby cry. or i'll pinch the bee that's true <laughs> don't pinch See? what happens all right everything else is up there at anthonyonair.com thank you guys so much for watching and listening what she said and we'll see you next time